Good morning, everybody. Happy Thursday to you. You doing all right? It's a beautiful day. Uh, I got a nice long run in today. The sunrise was beautiful, uh, and I'm in the Word right now with you. Psalm 70 and 71. We're going verse by verse. We're taking two psalms a day right now. Uh, we're not going to spend a whole lot more time in the psalms. We're going to uh, finish up with Psalm 73 tomorrow, and then uh, next week do something good. I'm excited about what comes next. Believe it or not, I saved a gospel. <laughs> we haven't done a gospel uh, in a long time uh, because when we started, you know, back in the pandemic, uh, I didn't know that we'd be doing this, you know, years later and that we'd be going through the whole Bible. So I kind of burned through, you know, gosh, we did, you know, I started in the Gospel of Luke, we did the Gospel of John, we did Matthew. <laughs> so we'll do the Gospel of Mark starting next Monday. Uh, again, I'm excited just to go back to Jesus and be able to talk about the things he said and did. But anyway, right now we're in Psalm 70 and Psalm 71. I hope you read ahead. I hope you're with me. God bless you. I love you so much. Psalm 70 is a very short psalm. Um, it is very uh, typical of an individual lament. It's a personal complaint or personal crying out to God for help. Uh, I guess the key word in Psalm 70 is hurry, you know, come quickly. You know, we ain't got time to tell the whole story. You know, this is one of those, you know, flare prayers, you know, I mean, just shooting one off because I, I you know, I just, God, you got to help me now, you know, and so it is very brief, but very beautiful. Um, I guess the big question surrounding Psalm 70, whether, I don't know if you saw this in your Bible's notes or whether you just remember, because we read Psalm 40. Um, psalm 70 appears word for word in a larger psalm, which is Psalm 40. I think it's verses 13 to 17 in Psalm 40. I mean, go back and look. It's just this. It's like they, they cut and pasted. Uh, and so the question is, is Psalm 40... A psalm that started with Psalm 70 and then just added to it? Or is Psalm 70 like somebody that just took their favorite part out of Psalm 40 and made it into a short psalm? And we don't know. We're not going to know. Um, but the it's a hymnal. It's a hymnal. And so uh, it makes perfect sense that there might be a long version you know, and a short version of, 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 of this sort of psalm. So again, Psalm 70 is word for word. Uh, kind of a chorus that comes out of Psalm 40, verses 13 to 17, I think. Uh, please, God, rescue me. Come quickly, Lord, and help me. Uh, I'm poor and needy. Please hurry to my aid, O oh God. So come quickly. Please hurry. Uh, and uh, anyway, that's Psalm 70. There's not a whole lot more for me to say there. Uh, let's talk about Psalm 71. It's a, it's a good bit longer. Uh, and, and Psalm 71 is especially unique in the in the book of Psalms. Let's talk about that. Uh, what makes Psalm 71 so unique? It's also an individual lament. Um, it's told from a first-person perspective, a, a testimony, so to speak. It's a cry for help. This person uh, seems alone, doesn't seem to have anybody but God. Uh, so in that sense, just very much an individual lament. M most scholars... Uh, uh, Jewish scholars especially believe that Psalm 70 and Psalm 71, uh, in this arrangement, in this you know section of the Psalter, uh, Psalm 70 and Psalm 71 are supposed to be read together. Notice how Psalm 70 has a title, you know, for the choir director, a Psalm of David, uh, and then Psalm 71 doesn't have a title. 
and so that's one of the clues that it's probably meant to just go with Psalm 70. So I, I don't know. They have a lot of similarities, but I don't think when you read those two together that they necessarily fit like hand in glove. You know, I think Psalm 71 has some very unique qualities, and it really makes it stand out. You know, in my reading, uh, very it stands out very singularly. You know, you know what I'm saying. Psalm 71 is most unique because it's one of the few, I don't know if it's the only one, but it's one of the few psalms that is told from an old person's perspective. I'm not saying that all the other psalms sound particularly young. I'm just saying that Psalm 71 speaks very self-consciously as a person who is aware of their age and aware of the fact that they can't do what they used to do. Their strength is is not what it used to be. And, and there are some unique fears and some unique aspirations that go with old age. And, and Psalm 71 really managed to capture those, I think, really, really well. I got saved when I was six years old. Uh, I'm 58. I'll be 59 in March, y'all. I'm 58 years old now. So, gosh, I've been a believer 52 years. Um, I... I guess in high school and college, as I you know moved kind of into my own uh, and started you know standing sort of on my own feet in the Christian community, I often felt really self-conscious about my testimony because I didn't I didn't have an exciting one, you know. Man, there's people that could tell you stories of being on drugs and you know trying to jump off the Golden Gate Bridge and the Lord saved them in the midair, you know, or you know they you know twelve divorces or you know they you know cooking meth and hooked on crack and. Uh, I don't know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Um, I got saved when I was six, y'all. I mean, uh, I, I guess I missed a lot of that mess, and I'm thankful for that. But, but now, I guess at 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 a more mature age, I can look back and be very thankful. You know, I didn't miss anything that was worth you know experiencing. Um, and what I've gained is a a life of walking with the Lord. And I'm not bragging. I'm, I'm just saying at one point I thought, gosh, did I miss some things by not experiencing the world? You know, but but people who, uh, the longer you wait in coming to the Lord, the more you miss of knowing Him. You know what I'm saying? And, and it is a wonderful thing to look back on your life and just say, you know, gosh, Jesus brought me all the way. You know, Jesus was with me all the way. Uh, I was with Him all the way. And, and Psalm 71 is that kind of psalm. Um, God, uh, I trusted you since childhood. You've been with me from my birth, you, you know. Um, I guess there's a way in which, you know, many people can say that, but I, I can really say that, you know. I've trusted you since I was a child. You've been with me since my birth. Uh, that alone right there is a rather fantastic kind of proclamation. You know, and that's what gives this person their integrity to sing, to speak, uh, to uh, uh, to address us in this psalm. What is it that the older person is most afraid of? I, I can't say that this is every older person, but you'll notice there several times, uh, kind of the heart of the psalm. Notice in verse nine, I think it's also verse eighteen, where the psalmist says, "Oh Lord, in my old age, don't set me aside." You know. Don't abandon me now when my strength is failing. Verse 18, now that I'm old and gray, do not abandon me, oh God. You know, 
The striking thing about Psalm 71 is the fact that this is an older person who still doesn't seem to have anybody but God. You know, so in many ways, they may already be feeling that isolation that can come with, with old age. Um, um, and there's that sense that if, if nobody else seems to continue to remember me, then God, are you going to remember me? If, if everybody else sets me aside, if I end up you know, at the end of the hall in a back room in a corner in a nursing home and, and my kids don't remember I'm there, God, will you still remember me? You know, Or that, that was kind of dramatic, I admit. <laughs> but, but maybe it's just when I can't do, Lord, when I can't preach like I preach now or when I can't stand, you know, when I don't have the stamina, you know, for what I do, Lord, when, when I can't do anything for you anymore, are you going to set me aside? You know, we don't do it on purpose, but often in our lives, we, we define our worth by what we can do, what we can contribute. And what happens when we can't do the things we used to do anymore? As a pastor to senior adults, and, and I've been a pastor to senior adults for years, I've just I've, I've I've seen this and I've heard firsthand people just talk about that that frustration of not being able to do what they used to do, you know, the nurse who had become a homebound who one day her kids took over the care of her medication. They did that because they had to, but oh, she was so frustrated and she said, "But I'm a nurse," you know, and she couldn't manage her own medication anymore. She used to bake bread for communion, but couldn't bake bread anymore and couldn't attend church anymore. And so the question becomes, why? Why am I still here? You know, what good am I? You know, and so the psalmist in Psalm 71 asked that real question, Lord, when my strength is gone, you know. When everybody else, you know, I can't do anything for them and I can't do anything for you either, Lord, are you going to just abandon me? You know, it's a real fear. And I love the fact that the psalm includes it. You know, it's just, it's, it, it's just beautiful. Verse 7 has a, a strange, uh, compared translations, if you have several Bibles hanging around, King James, New Living, ESV, whatever you have. Verse 7, my life, New Living Translation says, my life is an example to many. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's what that word. <laughs> the Hebrew word there is more uh, mystery, you know, or wonder, you know. My life, you know, I've become this wonder. You know, this walking miracle. You know, you ever seen an old school teacher like out at IGA and you think, oh, good Lord, is he still living? <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's, it's I don't know, is, is that it? Yeah, my life is a mystery. You know, my, my goodness, how is he still alive? You know, um, one way to translate that word is portent. Portent, P-O-R-T-E-N-T. -E we don't use that word very much, portent, which means like a, a foreboding sign like a bad sign. I've become a foreboding sign. In other words, I'm a, I am, I am a sign of what you got to look forward to, buddy. You know, in, you know, bladder incontinence, <laughs> you know, I'm going to have that old person smell, you know, hunched over, you know, uh, you know, you know, teeth falling out of my mouth, you know, and, and you look at me and it's just like, dude, you know, it's just what you got to look forward. You know, I don't know what it means to say I'm like a bad sign or foreboding sign. Um, uh, I, I don't really know what that word means. My life is a mystery. It's a, it's a foreboding sign. It's, 
New Living Translation says example. I don't think that's what the Hebrew word there means to say, but compare translations and, 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 and see what you would think. I love verse 18. Uh, Lord, don't abandon me. I still, got, I still got songs to sing, and I love that. Let me proclaim your power to this new generation. I got some things to tell that the kids need to hear. You know, I, I, got, I got a story to tell to, to the next generation. And Lord, if for no other reason, let me live a little longer. Let me have breath. Put me out there just a few more times, Lord, because I want, I want to tell people some things. Uh, you ever been cornered by an old person and want to tell you stuff? You know, oh my goodness. You know, one day this old man, I, I just randomly in town, this old man comes up and says, you ever had poke salad and eggs? I'm like, what? Yeah, you ever had poke salad? I mean, this old man just wanted to stop. And he talked to me like, like 12 minutes about poke salad and eggs, you know? Like, what, dude? You know, I mean, it's just like, what, why? You know, I mean, old people want to tell you all kinds of things. You know, some of it good, some of it not so good. Um, and the older I get, I, I get the same. I, I want to tell young people a lot of stuff. But in Psalm 71, the psalmist understands what needs to be passed on. And, and we're not going to pass everything on. And I'm telling you, they don't want to hear most of what we want to tell them. They just don't want to hear what we're going to tell them. But we need to tell them about the power of God. You know, they need to hear the gospel from us and not just the gospel, but, 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 but see something of a life that's lived from the power of the gospel. They need a God of power. And, and we need to be the people who've lived a life with the Lord close enough where we got some great stories. To tell. I don't mean like dumb stories about, yeah, you know, man, you know, back in the old days, we, you know, we stayed at church till 1231 o'clock and we didn't even look at our watches. You know, who cares? You, you know, who cares? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that you used to walk to church, you know, both ways in the cold. I mean, you know. All that we want to tell them is not necessarily what we have to tell them. We need to tell them about the power of God. We have to live our lives in such a way where when we reach old age, we got some great stories to tell about the power of God. And I don't just mean, you know, great stories about us. And man, I tell you, you know, back in the day, I could throw a baseball. You know, who cares about your baseball skills? You know, you want to have some stories about God. Your grandchildren need some stories about God in this power. Live your life in the Lord in such a way where you got a story to tell about his power. I'm telling you, they don't want to hear all that we want to tell them, but what if we got some great stories about the Lord, you know? Well, you're not going to if you don't ever do anything for the Lord. I'm way over time, y'all. Pick up right here tomorrow. Again, one more day in the Psalms. Psalm 72, Psalm 73 for tomorrow, and I will see you at 10 o'clock, Lord willing, uh, for Tim with Tim. Love you guys so much. Have a great day.